podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Downey and despite the understandable anxiety of some fans following a second defeat in a row and a run of two points from nine in the Premier League, it's worth remembering that the Reds still have the most successful season in decades in their own hands, a chance to do something unique and legendary. So the question is, do you trust Jurgen Klopp and his men to overcome issues like fatigue, injury and mojo loss? Well, do you, punk? Two men in whom I place... The utmost trust are Carl Kopak and Cambridge, my usual accomplices for AIP shenanigans. And I'm pleased to tell you they're both on the line with me here tonight. Any opening thoughts, Mr. Kopak? People say it should be a single album. It's great. It's old. It's the bloody Beatles White Album. Shut up. Ah. A little bit of context there. That's my context. Quote. It's, what? it's great. It's old. It's the bloody Champions League final. Shut up. See, I like that a lot, and I, I, I'm hoping most people got it, but I didn't want the context just in case. Mr. Branch, any opening thoughts from yourself? It's the highlight of my week, this camp. This is the highlight of my week. Come on. <laughs> no, no pressure, brother. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure because uh, I hadn't prepared for this, and uh, my attention had just been drawn to a rather disturbing photo shot of me by Mr. Harinder Singh. So, yeah, thanks, Baji. I think, that's prob- I think that's probably a very good place for us to start. And if people haven't seen it, we should probably direct them towards it. Should we, Cam? What do you think? It's out there now. What can I do? It is It is you, Cam, in full um, uh, Brazilian carnival outfit, uh, I believe. And um, I'll tell you what, man. Let me just be clear. It's just the outfit. There's no waxing involved here, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, we, you did give us a little bit of an insight into the lack of waxing during the week, so thanks for that, man. <laughs> You're welcome. <anytime. laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm here to share, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. There's never been any lack of sharing uh, on this podcast. We uh, we we regularly put ourselves in mortal danger with our uh, openness. I think, uh, lads. I don't know where you are on this. Well, I do kind of because we've spoken about it already a little bit, but. I'm not feeling a deep analysis pod. I don't want to talk about matches which are over because I'll tell you what, Carl, there are only two left and they're the biggest games of the season and it's now a cliche and I don't care. And it is almost in that kind of uh, dopey way that football managers talk about it. It is like two finals, two one-off games of which everything hinges. And we also have this sort of slight uh, get-out clause that if the first one goes wrong, there still is the last one. I mean... It's hard to be anything other than excited for two matches and looking forward to that and what that means and this bloody marvellous team of ours. My only, my only fear is, and this is where I want to gauge where you boys are in this, uh, are you worried in any way, shape or form that our wonderful team may not show up in those two games? No, not in the slightest. Um, the Brighton result against Manchester United pretty much sets the tone for this game. Brighton are on the beach already. They've got one to around the corner, just quite handy. And um, they're not expecting anything from Anfield, and they're not going to get anything from Anfield. I think they've already shook hands on this. That's my feeling. I don't see why they should have to beat Liverpool. Um, they'd like to, but if they go a goal down, I don't think they're going to bust it up because they've got what they came for already. 
Well, I have to. I can tell you how heartening that is, and as off the back of last night's pod with Jan as well, and I think he's pretty much of the same mind. I, I suppose, uh, Cam, the reason why some of the more sort of uh, dour types and, and understandably anxious types, I guess, given you know recent years, if not particularly this season, the reason they're upset is they see a pattern. You know, they see drop points, they see a lack of inspiration, they see what they perceive as fatigue. Um, where where are you on this? Are you are you are you more or less in the same boat as Carl? Like, are you optimistic that the good side of our team will show up in the last two matches when required? Hmm. Um. I'm a little bit more downbeat, to be honest. Um. Despite the fact that Brighton is safe, uh, Chris Hewton was not a happy man after the game at the Amex. So, I'm a little bit. Worried that he may really get his players up for it, but it is at Anfield. They are safe in the league, like Card said. Um, that was their primary objective this season. Um, and we, previously we had a week's rest and against just before the West Brom game, and then we were poor against West Brom. If, if I remember rightly, I'm sure we had a week's rest, didn't we? And we threw oh, yeah, away the last yeah. And then, so this week we didn't have the week's rest and against Chelsea we were poor. So are we fatigued? Are we not fatigued? Do we need the rest? Do we need to still be in game mode, keeping sharp? I don't know now. So I'm a little bit, a little bit more hesitant as to Sunday, but I do believe we will win. I, I, I don't see how we cannot win, but then I felt the same way against when we were playing Stoke last week. I, th- I think there's a difference though, Cam. I think we, we went into the Stoke game in West Brom thinking, my God, that's a huge game we've got on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, yes. We, we've, and, we've, and we've got two weeks off after this. So I think there's a sort of, they've got no choice but to play on, play on Sunday, by which I mean play properly, play to win the game, not mess around like we did against West Brom. I think this is a, all, all, all our energy has been sharpened into this game on Sunday now. We've got to win yeah, it. Yes, we've got to win it. Yeah. And when it's um, a, a do or die situation, you expect them to stand up, don't you? And and I think it's a big thing as always. Just by the end of this game, just win this game, lads. You know what? Have the next fortnight off. Because that's what we've got. Because I imagine we're not going to do much training the week after. I think it's the week after that where we go big again. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll go to Moscow probably on the Monday before the game on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, you would imagine the days in the immediate yeah. aftermath of Brighton would be spent in oxygen chambers and ice yes. bath equivalents, and uh, you know, getting their fingernails done and stuff massages like that. Massages and everything. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 pamper pamper time. Um, assuming yeah. assuming things go the right way, and you know what? Even if things don't go the right way, it's not going to make a blind bit of difference to how this game is approached in terms of the scheduling. So that's going to remain the same. I was just looking at what you were saying there, uh, Cam, and the match against West Brom actually followed, a, I, I believe, a long break, a kind of a, a longish break there. All right, you know, right. I mean, um, it was we Bournemouth, uh, and then the following Saturday we had West Brom, and we did have yeah. that week off. And it's just as 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 Carl says. The t- those two games, West Brom and Stoke, you've got guys with with one eye on on a on a on a massive massive match, and you know we we were laughing a little bit about um how I remember Carl said last week about you know when the Everton game was sandwiched in between the two City games, Bobby Firmino was sort of atypically non-committal, <laughs> and I thought yeah. you know there was a little element of that again. Now I suppose the disappointing thing is the match at the weekend where we saw. One or two little things that I just do want to flag up with you, and that, that's going to be the, the extent of our match analysis, for want of a better thing. But 
a couple of things to come out of that Chelsea match. And again, I know it's easy to dismiss them and go, look, it'll be okay, it'll be all right in the night, and we'd like to do that. Um, but I'm hearing from the two of you, opposite ends, sort of uh, a little bit of 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 of, um, of sort of nice defiant optimism from 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 Carl and maybe a little bit of caution from Campbell. I'm kind of somewhere in between. And out out of that Chelsea game, what I took were the following things. I was looking at. Trent and how he was pushed around from pillar to post and having to go into midfield and I was looking forward to when hopefully the time in the match would come that he got to go back into his nominally best position currently anyway and you know the guy's delivery continued to be awful in fact it fell off a cliff it had been bad and it got worse and worse on the far flank we had Robbo very good in the opening half and maybe not so much in the second and then we had our old mate front and center, you know, in a, you know, a goal that you could, you could, if you were inclined to be jabbing fingers in people's chest card, you could be jabbing it in the usual suspect's chest there. I mean, what would you think about the defense and the way it performed on the day? Is there, is there a, a genuine concern um, to be, to be taken from that? Or is it just a matter of two one-off games and the Reds will do what the Reds do now? No, I don't, I don't think Chelsea's got any, um, uh, I think it's an irrelevant game now, to be honest. I think no one said this about Chelsea, but I thought Chelsea played really well. I thought the way they deprived Liverpool of space um, between the back four and the midfield was very, very good. I mean, Kante's great. Everyone knows Kante's great, but they yeah. gave us no room whatsoever. I mean, I just thought they just did really well. I just thought they outplayed. We were tired. We were so well. We, we had a chat, didn't we, on minus three or about when it was on. Um, we were so one-paced. We were basically walking husks out there. Um, oh, on, that car, on that car, on that car. On that, I want, and I want, I want your take on this because what you're saying ties in with something I, I was thinking. I'm wondering if we're on the same page in this. I think I said it last night again. The, the, the way in which we set up against, they, they had their three at the back and their two wing backs who were ridiculously effective at various points. Yeah. It's, hor- it's horrible to watch Moses being so bloody good for them. But the guy on the other flank mm-hmm. was, was wonderful. Alonso was wonderful. But normally three against three is a bad idea when you when you're up against our front three but when yeah. you're up against basically one of our front three which is what they were on the day for most of the match bobby really drifted out of it you are then in a situation where our midfield is getting as you say condensed not only by the two guys going past them on the flanks but by the fact that there's nothing really sticking up top and and our midfield looked like that they looked like lads who weren't getting to be on the front foot and uh, Ginny couldn't play in transition and there was no nipping in and Bobby wasn't doing his his, uh, his winning the ball back and so everything looked a bit overwhelmed, didn't it? Yeah, well, I, I just thought, I, I made some notes while I was writing, uh, while I was watching it and it just seemed to me like the most Juventus game of football I've ever seen from Chelsea ever, which is not surprising very well where the man is from. It's just, it, that was an, a classic Italian game. They deprived, they cut off all the passing angles. They said, play in front of us. You're not going to get around us. You've got a good keeper if you do. And if we get the goal, you basically have it. And that's exactly what happened. The second one was, I thought, I thought we'll have a shot now, to be honest, because we were, we were, we were dead as it was. The midfield, we, we don't have the squad. Um, and, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about some other point. But, um, yeah, I just thought, it was, I just thought Chelsea played really well. And sometimes, if a team plays really well and you're absolutely knackered, and I don't just mean physically by that, we were emotionally exhausted. We've had a bit of a time of it lately, and I thought that was the hangover that was coming. This wasn't like the Stoke game or the West Brom. The West Brom game, we were lazy. The Stoke game, things didn't go out well, and the referee bottled it when we could have won the game. But that was just a straight fight to fight, and we were just tired, and they outdoors. Yeah, but, actually, that's a, but, that's but that happened. 
that's an interesting framing uh, cam that 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 Carl puts on it there. The idea of it being even with it, down to the the nature of the of the one nil win with the you know the the old reliable uh, big striker and stuff like that. It was quite interesting uh, the way it panned out and. I don't know. I mean, on the, on the balance of play, I think you could say we the the Reds probably deserve the draw out of the match. But you, you can't be upset at that at that re- reversal. And where where do you feel you you were a little bit more circumspect in how you were thinking about things in the future on the back of of Sunday's game? How are you feeling? What what were your takeaways from the match? And how do you feel it feeds into the games to come? It was a loss we could afford to take, considering what we've got coming up. So. I wasn't as downbeat as I would normally have been at a loss. I mean, every loss hurts. It's, it's like a knife in the heart. Um, but Chelsea did a job. They did a number on us. You know, they, they weren't just three at the back though. The wing backs were tucked in. And when it goes five at the back and we saw that this exactly the same when we played Swansea away, when it was five at the back, we struggle. It's not, it wasn't three at the back. The wing backs tucked in. And then when they were given the opportunity to go up, they went up. You've got to remember, they only had about 35% possession, 30% possession. They, they weren't attacking us that much. It was all they, on the counter. They actually did what Roma were trying to do in the first game at Anfield. Yeah. That was yeah. exactly what they tried to do, but they, they yeah. well, Colorado got caught up all the time. And yeah, they played too well, high. Uh, Roma played too high. Yeah. Chelsea didn't. And, no. and, and you're exactly right. There, there was no space. There was no passing. There was no passing lanes available. From midfield, our midfield completely lacks creativity, and it and it was it was so exposed. We needed Fabregas. If we had Fabregas, Fabregas would have found those passing lines. He would have found them. That you know that's that's what he's you know that's his game. We don't we don't have that type of player. Ginny, like you said, he he he's a wonderful player. I I, I love Ginny. Um, even when he's missing from the game, I know he's doing something. It's just you can't quite put your finger on what he is doing, but he's doing no. something. So that's my take, you know. Everyone's got different takes, but I feel he does do something on the pitch. But he he couldn't. He's not going to influence. He's not. He's not going to influence the game from the sixth. If uh, against Chelsea when they're sitting deep, where yeah, you, you need a you need a DLP. You need an Alonso. You need a yeah. Fabregas. You, you don't need you don't need a breaking midfielder there. We, you know they had Kante breaking. That's what that was ideal for them because we were pressing them. And so he do. I'll take him. I'll take Kante if he's going. <laughs> stick, stick a bit in, he's quite good, I like him. Yeah, yeah. but he, he, he's not, he's not a playmaker though. So he'll no. be great against, he won't be great against when we play Chelsea again next year. But, but he basically beat off three of our midfielders on his own. Because they couldn't, they couldn't get near him. They couldn't, he was phenomenal. But yeah. one thing I will say though is, um, Marcus Alonso, that volley. Oh my fucking days. Yeah. I've never seen a, if that deserved to go in. You know, if that had gone in, I would have stood up and applauded. Well, uh, who who gives a crap if we lose two 0 Like, I mean, that's hardly the point because the goal yeah. the goal differential is so big that you know, if we're going to rely on it, you know, uh, sixteen versus seventeen is not going to be a massive thing. I I felt the same on the day, to be honest, and I, I do highly rate that guy. But I suppose it's interesting you bring the both of you kind of bring the 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 discussion down this route about you know squad depth, and there's no point in talking about a thing that we can't influence and nobody can influence at this point. And there's also equally very little point in moaning about January's. Uh, inability or January's uh, inactivity um, because you know 
for all the inactivity in inverted commas in January, we did get one that probably has guaranteed the fact that we are where we are right now. I don't think Liverpool are going into the last day of the season nailed on top four in the absence of Phil Coutinho if Virgil van Dijk doesn't arrive. I don't no. think Liverpool are in the Champions League final if Virgil van Dijk doesn't arrive. So it seems a little bit churlish to be going on about, like at the, to the extent that you hear some people do it still about Coutinho and all the rest of it. So that's maybe in a few I'm, minutes. Sorry, I'm, can't, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit like that, though. I do have an issue with that because what I don't understand is every single May, the last three Mays we've had, We've, we've ended up with, with Woodburn and Ajaria on the bench. And it always makes me think, why just can't we buy a squad that gets us to May rather than scrap along for the last few weeks and we fall over the line? Um, we had the same in 13 and 14. The squad wasn't big enough then. Henderson gets suspended and maybe fell a piece, fell a piece. We were unlucky, obviously. But I remember thinking, oh, just, can we just have one more type of Henderson player? And I felt like that last season as well. And, it's such a huge amount of money. Um, and I understand that he's not, he's, he wants to buy Liverpool players, not just players who can basically have got legs and can run around for a bit. But it just, just made me think, why, why take the risk? Well, it's a very good point in terms of, uh, I've heard one or two people rely on the injury situation as, a, as an excuse for, and um, basically, if the injuries, are, uh, uh, the main injuries that we're carrying at the moment, if they aren't there, we've got, we've got Lalana and Shan back into the squad. Okay, and of course that's significant and that makes a difference. And I, I'm probably leaving something out. We, of course, we've got one of our, what we've got, our, our nominal best centre half back, and we've also got Oxley Chamberlain. Now, that makes a difference to anyone, but every top level squad needs to be able to carry three or four injuries at any given time because that's what yeah. they bloody have. So I think your point still holds up completely that when we go into that three, four injuries to our, to starters or to guys who are in the top, 13, then it starts to get very, very threadbare. And you do actually feel sorry for the likes of the guys who have to get dragged on. You know, I feel, I felt really sorry for Solanke. felt he was exposed. It was, it's not a kind of a on you go, be a hero son. It was more of a, oh shit, uh, I suppose you'll do. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a tough situation for the kid. I felt sorry for him. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, was, was there any, uh, is Danny Ings cracked again or what's, what's, what, what, why was he not involved? Why was he, he seemed to have been the first off the bench and yet not on the, on the day. And now we hear Joe Gomez is out as well. I suppose. But was that been because of the mock to Milner though? Initially they didn't want to risk an early substitution. Because Milner went down, didn't he? He's hopping around. So maybe think I'm not going to put Danny Ings as the first change here because I don't know how long Milner's going to last. No, yeah. he, went, he went to left back as well, so maybe that's what he's doing with that. I guess so. I guess so. I guess, I, I, look, you know, like I say, this, it's, it's all quite redundant shit chaff on our part now because there's nothing we can do to influence this going forward. But it, on, it, one last question that I do want to talk about. Oh, Trent, by before the way. you ask this last question, before you ask this last yeah, question, yeah, go ahead. I've got a question Sorry, for you two. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt like that, but um, it, it's, it's quite an important question in what we've been saying about our midfield. Out of the six midfielders we've got, Assuming they're all fit, yeah, which three midfielders would you say are our most creative? So the six midfielders would be Hendo, Milner, Ginny, Ox, Chan and Lallana. Which are our three most creative midfielders? It's a no-brainer for me. My my best three out of that are the other three. No, just three. Three, three, three most creative, not the best. Yeah, it's the other three. 
It's the, the other, other three. three. Oh, sorry, no, it's not. I, I probably, sorry, my shout, I'd probably include Wayne Allen when he's on top form for what he does in, in transitional play. I'd have Chan in there and I'd have Oxide Chamberlain in there. That would be for me the ones that, and that would be my nominal best midfield for Liverpool as well. But again, Carl, you might disagree completely. I'd have Lana, Oxlade Chamberlain, uh, James Milner. Creativity. Uh, I don't care. Just, I just, have, just, just so you can have a statue in the middle of the pitch and walk around and admire his beauty. <laughs> <laughs> there is no and way this, I'm dropping James Milner. Okay, okay, but that's, no. that's great. But you've both said two of the players that are injured. Of course, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And that's our issue. We've lost our creativity in the midfield. And if yeah, you look yeah. at those, if you look at the last few games, that's you're also, you're, you're also, it's, it's also not mentioned, uh, the lad from Nike as well. And this is, this is what kicked the whole conversation off, uh, from Carl's point of view saying, you know, why aren't we just, you know, replacing life for life there? Because that's just, it's not a kind of a, let's see how we get on, lads. Virgil is a brilliant addition, but we can't take that hit. And it, so, so it has proven, I guess. So it has proven. But, we still have a chance to fight through. It's okay. It's going to be all right though, because um, Degsy's in the on the official website saying uh, we had a similar situation last year. We know what we can expect. It said <laughs> stop talking, Derek. It Derek, def- stop talking, <laughs> Derek. It would definitely be tough, he says. Uh, but I'm confident we can do it. So now I feel fine. I feel We're fine. Um, the last, the last. It, the, it, it is two points in nine, lads. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> It is, it is did, you, did, did you see his Instagram post? You I fucking can't. arrogant, cocky twat. I can't. What, was, was that the video in the dressing room? No, 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 no. Degsy, he's posted yeah. an Instagram post, and he's, yeah. it's him. It's, he's done a selfie, and there's a little badge, and the little badge is a finger pointing up, and he circled it. And this is after the Roma game, and he said to all the haters, you've not oh. won anything. You've not oh, qualified for anything. Hell. Are you serious? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I saw uh, cause, it. Because I, I, I saw the, the, the video from the dressing room afterwards. I take it you guys have seen this. That's fine. Enjoy it's, the it's, 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 it's not fine. It's not fine. Everyone was mortified. All his teammates were mortified. He's gone around putting his arms around. They're mortified. The only one who joins oh, in... Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I yeah. No, he's possessed. He's, he's making... He's, 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 He's roaring like a maniac and he's, you know, videoing himself roaring like a maniac and he's going around saying, come on, come on. And he's sitting down beside guys and trying to get them. Poor Nathaniel Klein's looking mortified. Migs doesn't know what to do. He goes, eh, come on. And he goes around a few Where, other fellas. Where's the who, management? Where's who, the do you think, who do you think where's joins in? Who joins in with great gusto? I'll give you a little guess. It's got to be one of the youth players. It's fucking Moreno. Come on. Who else oh, would it be? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's one seat Sorry. on the bus. Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. Uh, it's, say guy. It's I'm, not, I'm not sorry, guy. I am not sorry. I am not sorry about the amphitheater. No, I'm sorry for guy. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, last last question on this before we got sidetracked by, by Cam's creativity question, which was a good point. Uh, I had one other thing I wanted to ask about, and I, gar- I, I can almost guarantee, Carl, I know already what your answer is going to be because I think you're, you're, you're kind of solid in your, in your uh, attitude towards all of this nonsense. But the emerging idea that Mo Salah has peaked and gone over the edge at this point, the emerging idea that, let's face it, he was 
uh, a pale imitation of the last two two outings. Uh, the, the the emerging narrative that poor Bobby is is maybe goosed and ha- no longer has it in him. Um, talk to me about that because people are saying this ad nauseum. They're saying it so often, uh, Carl, that it's becoming, um, you know, almost received wisdom. What's your take on it? They've got two games in three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're tired. Of course they're tired. Look at the way we play. We're absolutely exhausted. Because the reason we can see so many late goals is because we can barely walk by the end of it. Because that's how we win games. We win, we win games in the first 40 minutes. And we, we run twice as long as everybody else. So of course they're tired, but they've got two games in three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, this isn't us three playing out there. These, these are proper athletes. I mean, we thought last night about how James Milner is basically carved. He's a carved human being. He's yeah. huge in granite. And, yeah. and he's tired. And, uh, if you have a rest, you let your leg muscles recover, you go again. But on, on the topic of James Milner, let's be honest. When the shuffle around came and James James Miller got asked to do what James Miller gets asked to do, which is just fill in wherever is required, and he goes to left back and he becomes ball playing left back. He is James Miller left back playmaker, which is bloody impressive, right? Yeah, I mean, I thought at one point he was going to do ten minutes in the commentary box because he can do everything. I thought he was going to make my tea. I thought he was going to make my tea at one point. The man can do every single thing you ask him to do, and he's walk around him. He doesn't he, need tea. He just does Ribena. He does Ribena. He doesn't need tea, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cam, the same question to you, just on this. Like, I mean, uh, you, you started off on a more cautious note, a more kind of wary note. How are you feeling about our two main men? And let's be honest, they are our two main men. Sadio Mane, yeah. by the way. I absolutely love Sadio Mane. And I don't think it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to do a hierarchy here. And he's bloody brilliant at the weekend. And in, 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 in fairness, he was. Not best player. I, I'd love nothing more than to see him getting the winner. I, I, that's how much I love this player. I think he's absolutely vital to us, especially in terms of creativity. When we were talking about the lack of it, he he does drop off and, and he can pick a pass. He's great like that. He has replaced but, the boy from Nike. He has replaced yeah. the boy. Yeah, that's, but, that's but, but my point is, the, 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 the two sort of superstars that we have uh, for most of the season, from minute one, where, where are you on the idea that maybe they're beginning to take they off at just at the wrong time, this kind of thing that you're hearing. Okay, um, the Roma away game, uh, Bobby was absolutely fine. He had a really good game, I felt. He was involved a lot. Um, second half, he tailed off a little bit. His passing got a little bit poor. But uh, Mo was influential in that game still. He still provided a really valid threat. Stoke, uh, they were just... Um, they struggled against uh, a very, very physical, physical team, and they didn't get any help from the referee at all. And we saw how uh, Mo was completely manhandled, manhandled throughout the game. So he, he's not gonna, he's, he's not gonna have a great game in that respect. Sunday, they were goosed. They were just totally goosed, and it was. They'll be fine come Sunday. They'll be absolutely fine. You've it's, got, emo- it's emotional as well, isn't it? The, the lads were just yeah. for a pink up final. They've got back on the plane again. Their, their heads are absolutely spinning. And now, can you go and beat this really, really good Italian Chelsea team? No. <laughs> to be honest, no. And yeah. we go with gold behind and we just fight. Yeah. And Cam, oh, just one last one on this. Obviously, Mo is going to be involved with, uh, you know, um, the, the, the various... 
uh, curtailments on 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 his dietary intake that Ramadan will uh, will will necessitate. I believe there are twelve days in advance of the twenty sixth. I think um, where he would be observing uh, this. Um, you know, I spoke briefly to to Jan about this and to Gags actually just pre show as well, and he was telling me there will be twelve days, and he was. We, we were it depends on the moon, doesn't it? It's all on the moon or something. Yeah. Well, we were. We were basically Rises. saying that, you know, with Mon and Emma there, you know, uh, a, a lady who's, you know, renowned, um, for her work in Germany, you know, with so many, uh, players of Turkish origin and probably as a result, probably, uh, of, of Muslim religions, well, are, you would imagine she'd be well versed in how to deal with this and that they will have long since have a, a plan in, in situ. You would imagine. Totally wrong. They totally wrong. It's not like it's, it's not just Mo, it's Sadio as well, and it's Emre. They're yeah. the three Muslim players I can think of at LSC. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head at the moment. Uh, Emre admires all religions. He does, and yeah. And, and does. they're very, they're very strong in all parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> no sarcasm there, people, whatsoever. So, sorry. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, this isn't the first time they've had, uh, they'll be doing it's called Rosa, uh, Rosa, uh, fasting. So it's not the first time they'll be fasting during, um, a season. So, um, that, that, they, they know what, they know what it's about. They know yeah. what to do. Um, has anybody ever commented on this before? That, uh, Muslim football players are going to struggle during, um, Ramadan? They're, they're not going to be able to play football? We do a thing. I, I, um, uh, I'm, I'm part of a Taekwondo school and, and we have a lot of Muslim, um, Taekwondo students, and it's it's all catered around Ramadan, because obviously yeah. it's very it's very very physical what we do. It's all in short bursts, and um and you can get faint if you ever do it. Yeah, you never but, stop moving, and you'll get hit. Is, so yeah, I mean I mean ev- yeah. everyone's got something. There's, there's ways around it. Yeah, but what I'm what I was trying to say was this conversation has never arisen. Oh yeah, yeah. Around football yeah. before, it's only because we now have Mo Salah, and Mo Salah's our you know our Egyptian king that we're we're really concerned about Ramadan, but. Last year when he was playing for Roma, um, alright, I'm not sure if Ramadan was earlier or later, um, I'm not sure which way it's going at the moment, which way it's, if it's getting earlier in the year, if it's going later in the year, I don't know, because I'm not a Muslim, so, um, but, um, you know, were the, were the Roma fans concerned at any point? Oh, Mo's got a, Mo's got Ramadan, is he gonna struggle? Yeah. They're, 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 they're completely prepared for it. Every eventuality is now covered in football. Yeah. Every event. It's not like it was 40 years ago when I started watching football and it was uh, at half time they're having a pint of lager. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and, and realistic, realistically speaking, of course, nutrition and uh, nutritional intake is important, but you, you would trust that uh, the people will uh, have uh, worked out a schedule that will suit uh, our players there. And the main thing is, isn't it, the idea of, in terms of, in advance of that match, the main thing is what Carlos was talking about earlier on, the idea of an elongated period of just rest. That, that, you know, that thing that we were talking about, the idea that to, to not have that toll on the body, that physical toll on the body and, you know, mentally refresh as well. So I guess all of those things will play into it. And hopefully, uh, as you say, um, as you both say, we'll, we'll, uh, it's, it's, it shouldn't be an issue one way or the other. There are a couple of, there are a couple of things arising out of our conversation here just briefly before we get away from football altogether. And that is the constant swirl of transfer news in terms hey, of, football, in terms I love of, it so much. Oh, so I know I, you do. I know ITK, you do. IDK, 
but 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 look, I mean, it, it's it's almost impossible to 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 avoid. But what I do love about it myself, let's try, let's what, try and avoid it. What, what I love about it myself <laughs> is is the way is the way that if you really wanted some clarification, that you have to be really opening yourself. You, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a ludicrous decision to make for your mental health because it's basically you're opening yourself up to a world of conflicting opinions. For example, Ruben Neves linked with Liverpool on a regular basis. Um, and just as the stuff is building to a fever pitch, we get some good news for Nuno Fishburne Statham because Ruben says, Oh, I came here to help the club and the club has helped me very well and uh, I want to stay here and I want to enjoy the Premier League at this fantastic club. And, you know... He's off then. He's off then. Nabil Fekir. All the stories going on today about Nabil Fekir and what's going to happen and Gerard Houllier's done the deal and uh, Jean-Michel Olas is in on it and uh, then he comes out and says, no contact with Liverpool. You know? And this is on the back of of Sadio talking about how it'll be fire if he comes and all this kind of thing. It's just a recipe, isn't it, for, I don't know, a tormented soul. I don't know why. Can I, can I tell you um, my own name drop? You've had several in the past few weeks, Kevin, you've gone through unchallenged. So I'm going to do it. I did a podcast in 2012 with Jonathan Norcroft in the Sunday Times. And, uh, and I like Jonathan a lot, and, uh, and we have got chat. He said to me about the way transfer stories work. So, before Liverpool bought Simon Mignolet, we were looking at, my God, I forgot his name, Begovic, when he was at Stoke. We were looking at Stoke, and um, Pepperino was going to go to Napoli, that looked like it was a done deal, and we were looking at Begovic. For some reason, everyone, every party changed their mind about that, every single thing. Jonathan Lovecraft said the next week, Liverpool are not looking at Begovic. He gets tons of abuse saying, you said he was. You're a liar. I haven't got a clue what's going on. Bearing in mind, he's talking for managers every single day as part of his job. Yeah. Things change in football. <laughs> That's the point of all this. And it just drives me mad when people say, oh, yeah, but this has happened and this has happened and then they backtrack. And, uh, uh, but my point is this. Unless you are part of the club, I mean, I, I, I did, um, I don't know knows, but, I, but I did some work sometimes uh, under Tony Evans. And unless you are in the room or you're having people like Mel Reddy having daily chats. You don't know what's going on because the people who are involved in that also don't always know what's going on because someone could just wake up one day and think, do you know what? I think I'll go to Bournemouth because mad things like that happen occasionally. Yeah. And if the people who are in control of those conversations, if they don't know what's going on, some lad in a spare room on Twitter is not going to know either. Stop wasting your life. At some point, someone is going to stand up Put a, put a scarf over their head and say, I've always been a Liverpool fan. We'll all tend to pretend to believe it, and then we go again for the season. Cam, uh, Cam on that, and it's, it's a perfect point, a perfectly valid point that, that Carol makes, but some people just, they really enjoy the, they enjoy the fun of it. Um, yeah. But here's why I don't enjoy the fun of it. Earlier on today, I read a headline. I was go, going down through news now, and it, it, it's it's a kind of a news aggregator. And said, I used to watch part of that site a lot. Actually. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. handy, especially for, uh, when I when I was writing every day. It was just handy to, to yeah. you know correlate all the stories. So the headline said, Usman Dembele to Liverpool. The first line of the article said, Usman Dembele will not be joining Liverpool. <laughs> now, so was uh, it Everton then? So 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 so. so they got, they got, they got, they hooked me in, they made me click, 
I see the first line and I thought, well played, lads. Well played. Because they didn't even drag me down to paragraph two. They just kicked me in the face immediately. And I just thought, well, that's a perfect summary of it all. Yeah. For me, it used to be, uh, back in the day, seat packs, page, I think it's 315 or 320. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was the, the gossip column. Yeah. And it, but it, it, 312 was football in brief. Kevin McClashan says that he hopes Ray Grover's to play off. Yeah, it was literally stories like that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was great because it was like, you knew it was a, those stories in those days were genuine stories, what somebody had gone to the trouble to find out, like, like Carl was saying, you know, driving up in Norcroft, talking to managers all the time, Melissa Reddy talking to managers all the time. These people are constantly trying to get information that they are allowed to share. They're not going to share bullshit. They're not going to share things that they're going to make up. They're, they're trying to be genuine in what they're sharing. And so when you're reading that, you're thinking, oh, yeah. And then you you look at the player. Oh, Liverpool are linked with Nigel Clough. Father have Roy Keane, though, but he's linked with Nottingham Forest. I'm oh, sorry, he's linked with Manchester United. Oh, well, but Keane, you know, Nigel Clough's not a bad player, you know, still. And you, you, you got excited because you real, you, you thought, you realized it was more of a genuine link. And then if there was a player on there that you hadn't heard of, you try and do a little bit of research on it somehow back in the day. You'd ask your friends of, you know, you, who might watch, uh, Spanish football somehow. They got friends out in Spain. Oh, have you heard of this player? Do you know anything about him? It was different in those days. It was more genuine. Now it's like somebody just throws out, nobody knew about this Nabil Fekir stuff. None of these ITKs came out with anything about Nabil Fekir. Then all of a sudden today, people are suddenly saying, yeah, but we've sort of known about it for a while, but we didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah I'm just I, talking I, out I, your arse. I was out with him on Saturday, and he, Carly said, Tal, um, yeah, I, I might join, I'm not sure, yeah. Um, please, please follow me on Twitter. I mean, that's, what, that's, that's, that's literally all people are doing here. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all, that's that's all that's it's about. Yeah. Follows. I've, I've been out of him for a while. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's a footballer, he's got legs. Um, he's a human biped. Probably male, I'm going to go for. And I don't think he's from Liverpool. Yeah. Can I have some followers? Yeah. That's all they're doing. Yeah. It's all about followers. And, and that's great. If that's your thing, if that's what you want, that's fine. If that's how you want to live your life, that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm oh. happy being out of it. I'm happy. I'm, I'm waiting for the Melwood lean. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's the Melwood lean. That's it. I can just say Trevor scratching things off his agenda. Okay, well, I've got about that, that, these things. <laughs> no, no, I think that, I think, I think Cam's beautifully passive aggressive tone there is the perfect place to stop talking about football for a while. Yeah. <laughs> because I do have an absolute raft of really important questions to get through. Which now I'm not talking. This is what the people want. Now, eventually, eventually, no doubt you boys will start rambling about football again, but we did, we have had a couple. We have had a couple that were suggested by people just in the last hour there, I think about 40, 45 minutes, and then I got five or six suggestions. And I've also got a scatter of ones that I wanted to get through as well. So we'll just get Go through the ones that were sent in first. And the first one um, that I've come across here, they're in no particular order of how they came in, but it came from Noel, uh, Noel Cowan on Twitter. And, and oh, I was so you could say Noel Gallagher. He was one, wondering if you had uh, any interest in the Eurovision at the weekend, lads. Was it on? No, it's coming up, I believe. Oh, it's coming up. Uh, no, I'll yeah. be in Vegas. It's, so uh, I've definitely got no... Hang on, no hang, on hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Should you should you not have teed that up a bit better and made a louder fucking clang while you did it? I, oh no, I'll be in Vegas. If I told you it really wasn't by choice, would you believe me? No, and also. Honestly, that is the truth. Because you because you brought it up in this way, and because you've been so shameless in your in your in your <laughs> dropping in of that, I want everyone there to go to. Uh, Harinder's Twitter. <laughs> and I want them to have a look at a picture that he's done, a Photoshop picture that he's done. I of, did mention it at the beginning of, of the show. Uh, in his full, in his full, um, carnival regalia, he is a beaut. He that's looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. Day. And that is that's his Vegas outfit, here. folks. So, yeah, I want you. Uh, but uh, have you ever sat down and watched, sat through a Eurovision? Have you ever gotten involved? I watch it every year as a kid. Did you? I loved would, it. Would you would you get pissy that you weren't getting twelve points off certain countries? Oh, massively. Or these dudes, whatever. The, it was. the UK song was always the best song because it was the only one I understood. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> it, it's 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 it's, tur- it's turned into a strange thing that I can no longer really relate to. Uh, there was uh, there was some sort of like uh, faux death metal crowd on a while ago. I don't know what was happening, but hey, what about you, uh, Carly? You are you a Eurovision aficionado? Yes. Um, I'm gonna go out on the limb here and say probably not. No. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan. No. Although the only times I ever watched it is um, I never watched the songs. I just watched the the points bit at the end, keep it a bit competitive, and I realised that, that I may be missing the point. Also, <laughs> you 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 are probably of an age where you were probably watching it the year that Books Fizz won it. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. I remember um, the first with Brotherhood of Man. Brotherhood of Man. I remember. No, 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 no. I, I can vaguely remember that. Yeah, I remember Lindsay Paul singing Rock Poppin and thinking that's terrible. Well, ba- basically, Ireland used to win it every year uh, because we didn't realise we, we didn't realise we weren't supposed to win it, and that we nah, had to, <laughs> then we then we had to pay for the fucking thing every year. See, <laughs> Logan, that's, that's, Logan, that's, Logan, isn't it? It was Logan. Logan won it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, producer guy's keeping us on, uh, in the loop here in the background. <laughs> That's funny. He reckons, he reckons, uh, his little Eurovision take is that he's disgusted by the fact that Ireland only give England four points every year. I don't think that happened. I don't, I, I, I think, don't think, I think it was a mutual appreciation society most times, I thought. That's how I remember. Also, a little football note that we've just been told, um, uh, West Brom are relegated and Darren Moore has won manager of the month. Uh, so that's just by the by. That's a, that's a bittersweet night he's got there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's sure. Oh my god. Well, do you know what? I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm glad for him because he had a super impact on our team, to be fair to him. Uh, and uh, let's get back to our questions here. Another one in from Paul Quads of Fury on Twitter. He's wondering what will be your last meal on death row. Now, I'm going to start this because I don't know if we mentioned it on air or not last week, but we were talking about in the lead up. We were chatting with Fionetta, weren't we? And I was yeah, thinking really. how I like stuff in layers, and I'd probably go with chips, lasagna layers, and Vianetta layers. So that would be mine. Carl, death row meal, what would you go for? I really like monkfish. Really, really like monkfish. I'd have a tandoori monkfish of some sort. Um, chocolate, probably a Vianetta. Oh, yeah, I'd see that. Um, that's really hard. Crab for fitter rolls to start. <laughs> yeah. I love crab. Crab's gorgeous. 
Crab is gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crab is nice. Crab meat is beautiful. Okay. It's not going to be. Just, just, just lamp it all in there. Lamp it all in there. Okay. What cam? Yours. Mrs. B's homemade pizza. You're just making up for last week where you were basically living in the doghouse for a week afterwards, aren't you? It's been a tough week, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I will share with the listeners, um, last night we had to have a bit of a serious uh, uh, discussion, to put it politely, and pods were mentioned, and, um, and Liverpool was mentioned. So, uh, yeah, it was. I, I was sweating, let's put it that way. But I got through it, and here I am making a podcast. <laughs> now you're off to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Vegas. I'm I'll turn over a chat every week. I'll turn over New Leaf, love. By the way, I'm off to Vegas tomorrow. <laughs> Wait till she hears about Dublin. So, um. Just don't, don't drop the news on a show, man. Have you learned nothing? No, it's, no, literally, it's, it's literally <laughs> only last week that you got caught, but, oh. She's so upstairs. Real. She's upstairs. I'm looking round. She's not here. He's whispering. This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> what is fucking happening with you, Kai? Seriously, dude. Anyway. In the I lost my trousers. In the, <laughs> <laughs> the usual. In the background, the uh, producer guy reckons he'd have a cheeky Toby Carvery, and I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, no, the, the, the man rigs class, I'll just say that. He rigs <laughs> class. Does he? I don't know what that uh, is. So, so, yeah, so it's, 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 uh, I'm going to get guess $14.99 all in. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, love it. But uh, I'm going straight back to you, since you did drop this uh, little news about Vegas in, and there's a specific question that led to that picture from Harinda for you, Cam, tonight. Oh, when, ve- when in Vegas, how tight is too tight? Oh God, there's the image. <laughs> there oh, won't bother sleeping tonight. Let's put it this way: we got a. I think we're doing a pool party on the Sunday. Yeah. So if if I see some fucker in speedos, yes, that's definitely too tight. Well, uh, it depends on the speedo. If it's if it's like that sh- that that episode of the Inbetweeners where you've got a bollock sticking out the side, that's too tight. <laughs> that's too tight. <laughs> that's too tight. <laughs> so let, let let me just let me just leave you with that little bit of advice. I don't give advice much, but if your bollock is sticking out the side, that's too tight. <laughs> Classy. This is what Cassie show. Why are we have we not been invited on to loose women? That's what I don't understand. I listen. There's literally nothing stopping us setting up a YouTube channel and doing exactly that. Like uh, for, for me, that is the natural evolution. For yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this next one is also come came in from from Mo on Twitter. Um, uh, and it's basically it's kind of feeding into uh, what we will do from now on. Uh, called, uh, a, a feature called Current Affairs Corner. We had Food Corner for a while. Current Affairs Corner, and we, it, you can take it as seriously or, or or not as you wish. And basically, kind of in keeping with the the Fox News led dumbing down of everything. Uh, what I thought was, I'd ask you this. This is Mo's question. He said maybe just talk about current affairs. He didn't mention Trump. I'm going to ask you, in five words or less, I want you to give me your reaction to Donald Trump in five words or less. Should I wait for? Should I give you a few minutes to think about that, or do you want just to just gen- go? Just generally, just describe it in five words. Anything, whatever comes into your head, five words or less. Okay, I'll go orange, thin-skinned. Oh, I've got to worry about lawyers here. <laughs> I, think uh, you're I think you're safe enough. Sexual aggressor. Oh, oh, and it got nice and specific at the end. 
Cam, your one. Well, that's not hyphenated. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with what uh, producer guy just typed. Trump is well, a massive cunt. Um, okay. let's, but, let's go with that. Let's go with that. That, that pretty, yeah, I mean, he's a sexist, racist, bigot. But he's also distraction in chief, so God bless him. It's, uh, it's, he's a, he's a liability. He's a liability. I'm, I, I, I think we should say something in, in terms of balance that he's also a spy. Yeah, let's let's keep it balanced. I mean, that yeah, isn't. And I'm I'm always in danger of getting too serious about these things anyway. So we need to move on to the next question. And this next question is um, from the ridiculous, even more ridiculous. Uh, Cam, what would you do if you were invisible for a day? I just want one thing. I don't I don't want a whole itinerary. I just want one thing that you would do if you were invisible for a day. You know, if this was a seventy sitcom, there'd be some joke about you know going into the you know the girls' locker rooms or something. I'm I'm wondering what you. <laughs> If you, if, if you were if you were invisible for a day, what would you do? My first thought was Eva Mendes and Halle Berry for some reason. For oh, um, Christ's sake, man! But 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 I, I will bring it back. I'll go and follow Klopp for a day. Follow Klopp for a day. Yeah, I, I want to see what his day is really all about. That would really intrigue me massively. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's it. See, I, I consider that a valid use of your one day invisibility. Carl, if you had the same gift bestowed upon you, one day of invisibility, what would you use it for? Uh, I think I would go to the White House and, and I would lock every door that Donald Trump tries to open for 24 hours. <laughs> Just to wind him up, like. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did his doors never open, ever? Yeah. Well, well, I don't, I don't, well, Mr. President, they're opening for me. Yeah, but look at me. It's not opening. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to be a bit more brutal, but oh well. Well, that, that, that's coming. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, guys I, just, guys just said free cinema all day. What <laughs> a classy man you threw me off. Well, listen, he's just got, eating he, his Toby Carvery. Exactly, it's, yeah. He's got his Toby Carvery down his neck. It cost him 17 clams. He doesn't have that money to hang around. He's, he's you invisible. You can do that anyway. If you go and see four films in a day for 40, for God's sake. Yeah. Your entire life, everything that is, that is important to you, guy, can be spent for 55 quid. Can I just say that I'm really, <laughs> really, really taken with how sort of, I don't know, whimsical all of your choices are. Because mine would be walk into bank, take all the money. Um, oh, I'm, 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 I'm delighted by how completely... Yeah, but they'll see the money walking out. It's fine. The money's not going to be invisible, is it? Yeah, but it's fine. Mine would would involve the injunction Smith and then withheld for legal reasons. Yeah, now now the the lawyers are interested. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next one is uh, if you could live in any television home, right? So uh, a residence from, from any TV show at all, which one would you choose? I've got a big question here. Uh, on this, uh, related to this? Slightly. It's a clarification point. Go ahead, ask the question. This, is, this wouldn't be my answer, but the Big Bang Theory, how do they afford to live in that apartment, and why do they do quite so well with their women when they're all nerds? Yeah, That's well... They're, they're, that, get, they're getting paid by the university, aren't they? Because yeah, they're all, that, they're they're all like... They're all doing like uh They they take out take like every single day. I work with researchers, they can't do that. Sheldon but, but, doesn't actually spend his money, does he? He's got the checks in a drawer. 
You both missed the key point here. The key question here about the Big Bang Theory is, why is it still on television when it's shite? That's the key question. I would, I, I would, I, anyway, back to you. I quite back. like the Big Bang Theory. I, listen, I'm, pal, listen, pal, you're, you're, we're you're, gonna you're, fall out. You're on thin ice here, so let's just, let's just move. <laughs> fuck uh, I, I, was, I was asking you about uh, your TV house, yeah. which house? I mean, like, uh, you, you, you can go for South Fork or whatever, you know. I was thinking Starfork, uh, the older Dallas ranch. That's quite nice. Or I was actually thinking, I don't know why, I was thinking of Ramsey Street for some reason as well. Yeah. I've Ramsey, no idea why. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know why you would go into an Australian suburb three bedroomed home. I'm not really getting that. What is it? Oh. Are you hoping that some of the characters will be in there? <laughs> and Harold Bishop came in my mind as well. Oh, good God. We need to move this on. <laughs> Mrs. Mangle. Um, mine, mine, would, mine would be friends. Yeah. The guys just mentioned it. Um, basically, all I do in this podcast, me and Guy just argue off oh, mic. Um, Consistently, listeners. Consistently. But mostly because I absolutely hate friends. I, ser- I, ser- <laughs> I, I seriously dislike it. And I'd just be like, I'd, I'd just be like the annoying man who won't leave. You're that, uh, what was his name who lived in the apartment below? Um, there was, uh, what was the guy? And he, he was always, he, he, <laughs> he passed away and he was always complaining about the noise from upstairs. And it's only when they were cleaning his apartment out for some reason that they realized it was, uh, the, the echoes from the high heels walking on the wood of four was oh, terrible. Okay. Um, do, 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 do you know what it is? Sorry, guys, having to go at me here. Do you know what it is I don't like about the friends? It's one, it's one particular episode. It's when they go and see Hoopy and the Blowfish in oh, concert. God. Oh, and, God. Um, issue number one, they paid to go and see Hoopy and the Blowfish. I have a massive issue with that. It, it, was, it, it, it was the 90s and it was America, in, in, in their defence, but I get you. I, I, I'm with you completely. Go ahead. David Swimmer stands up and starts dancing when the band come on. Oh. I, swear, I swear to God, it's the most grotesque I've ever seen. I li- I lit- I've only seen it once, and I could tell you where the pixels fell on his jacket. I remember it that well. <laughs> Burned into your memory. Oh, and he's got this horrible pixated grin, and he's doing this little hip thing, and he's flicking his fingers, and yeah. it's just, oh, God, the, 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 there's no flame top enough to encompass all of them in that scene. I, I, for me, I go with, uh, do you remember the Wombles when we were yes. kids? Yeah. Who's favourite? Those guys. Uh, I, I I like Toba Mori, but those guys. Those, those guys. Orinoco was good. Those guys Pops, had. They, they, they had it down. I like their little gaffes. I I probably I probably opt for a Womble a Womble house. Uh, next one. Uh, well, we've got three more. Uh, which is the sound that you love the most? For me, it's the sound of my coffee in the morning uh, coming out of the machine. Love that. That gets me, that gets me going and gets me started. Uh, Cam, what's your favourite sound? Um, really young kids laughing. Okay, I like that. That's, that's sweet. That's sweet. And completely atypical from you. Good, good stuff. Happy with that. Cam? So, there's some massive PR points going off in range here. It really is. <laughs> 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 it's it's unbelievable. I, 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 he's de- he's definitely playing that one back with the music. Uh, well, well, the sound of world peace. The sound of world peace. That's what the I want. The sound of world peace. World peace. Um, yeah. Mine mine would be the alarm in the morning. I'm allowed to sleep through. Oh, I like that's, that. It's that's a beautiful feeling. Oh, I've got to get up. Why would you have it on then? If you I, 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 I do do that occasionally. I will leave it on and think, 
you know what? I'm not even another hour in bed, yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's a very, very smug feeling. Oh, I do I, like that. I live random there, so uh, I can't do that. I do to a certain extent, but it is quite a nice feeling. Cam, which of the seven dwarfs do you most, do, are you most like? I don't know if you whichever know. One, whichever one's the idiot. Well, here's your choice. Doc, grumpy, happy, sleepy, dopey, bashful, or sneezy. Well, you just said it, didn't you? Right in the middle, dopey. <laughs> you said it, pal, not me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to go for humanitarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's a big known word eight, for me at 10 less, Lesser known eighth dwarf. He's, he's a cousin. He's, he's a bit of a blower. Equality. Yeah. Equality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Carla it's clearly grumpy but if you had a choice of anything <laughs> which, which one would you go for <laughs> I was going to say bashful because that was because I'm sure you could never get the answer to never remember the other but not bashful yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going for bashful as well I'm yeah. very shy very shy man and, uh, yeah right absolutely am absolutely okay. am I'll uh, believe you last question last question um, is a suggestion from Zara uh, it's actually um, to continue a previous thing that we've done before which is uh, your TV or or Netflix or whatever your chosen uh, um, provider oh excellent a recommendation so I want a recommendation from, from, from both of you and in a kind of a nutshell thing. I don't want wandering elaborate plot points. We're, uh, we're an hour and two minutes in here, which means we we're about right. Uh, um, uh, we've got about five minutes less than that. So briefly, a Netflix recommendation from your both or a TV or a movie recommendation from you both. Carl, you got one to go? I'm going to cheat by side by scene too very quickly. I really like Cuncon Britain, which is BBC. Uh, Diane Morgan, who is absolutely phenomenal. What I would recommend, and I'm late to the party on this, people just do nothing. My God, I have watched that three times. It's a, basically, it's about a garage band in Brentford, um, who run a pirate radio station called Corrupt FM, 108.9 on the dial, if you best believe. And it's, it's shot in a sort of documentary spinal type right way, and I have literally cried watching it. It's that good. Is it a one-off, a one-off? No, it's, 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 it's four series. Okay. Um, three that were on Netflix. I sh- please just watch the first one, honestly. It's that good. It's about a man called MC Grinder who's got no talent whatsoever. Give us the name again. People just do nothing. People just do nothing. Okay, nice. So Car- uh, Cam, yours. Yeah, mine's more serious than them. Um, real drama. Um, <sighs> you'll like this one because you met, I think we mentioned it last week. One is a uh, Mind Hunter. Yeah. Which, which is. It's just just on another another level, another level. And uh, this one's uh, because obviously uh, uh, Zero asked the question and this was something she asked, recommended that I watch. And I'll tell you what, it's a complete and utter mind fuck. And it's it's called Dark and it's a German sci-fi thriller, uh, I guess is the best way to describe it. bit of time travel involved and watch it with the German audio. And obviously, if you understand German, kudos to you. Uh, if not, read the subtitles. And I'll tell you something, you will not understand what the hell has happened, but it will fascinate you like nothing ever you've ever seen before. You will actually have to go back, do a bit of research, read up on it, and then things will fall into place. 
it is honestly it's it's stunning love it and a little uh, shout from the uh the dark corner of of uh, producer land well, is is uh, is guy saying in the background he's suggesting true detective season one and I would say yeah. that even including wonderful stuff that I've seen like like the wire and, and that type of thing for me that's as a one off thing it's hard to beat and if you haven't seen it I couldn't recommend enough most people have probably gotten around to it at this stage um, and Carl's quiet quiet recommendation in the background that he didn't want anyone to know was loved joy um so that's 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 probably a lovely note for us to end on and then you <laughs> <laughs> can't end on both <laughs> too late too late we, we we have now done it uh that is where we're going to leave for, for this episode of the anfield index podcast before we go though just to give them a chance because they'll be only moaning otherwise um i want to thank my two muggers uh messrs branch and copac and carl any parting words or recommendations or plugs or anything like that from yourself very very quick one. Um, yesterday I finished work on my second novel. Um, so that's going to be it's going to go to a copy editor, it's a friend of mine, and um, I'm hoping it'll be out sometime in the autumn. And it's called Falling Without Falling Without Landing. Bloody love it. Bloody love it. Not every evening you get uh, an announcement of that uh, stature. That's fantastic. But the weird thing is, I've now got nothing to write. I feel really weird because I've been doing this for three years, and now suddenly I, I walk around dating and I've got to go back in. I mean, no, I haven't. I've got like evenings back again. It's weird. Brilliant. You're not going to start dabbling, are you? You're not going to go start tweaking it, are you? When I, think that pro- I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start working on my album next. Or yeah. maybe a, paint, a painting or something. Yeah, you're right. Can I play the triangle? Yeah, absolutely. Lead. Lead. <laughs> lead triangle. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll go Maracas. Uh, Cam, any, any last words from yourself? Um. I know there's a really good offer out at the moment on AI Pro. Uh, so people, uh, if you, if you've not subscribed, go and check it out. Give it a bash. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I have to, have to agree with that. And I've, I've, I've kind of gone out of my way not to have too many, uh, plugs and ads in terms of, 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 of the pro side of things on this show. But it is absolutely, um, wonderful value there's nothing like it out there there genuinely isn't anything like it there's a range of variety of shows that you get for your for your for your money is absolutely unbelievable so just go on and have a look at anfield index um pro um uh, and 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 see if you can get yourself joined up there and have a look and sample it you can sample it now for a full month and then you get a a, a one-off um annual um, um fee that's less than it has been so I mean, literally, if there's ever going to be a time where you're going to join up for something like this, I'd imagine it's now. So thanks to you, lovely listeners, for being loyal and uh, enduring our nonsense yet again. It does come down to two games now for the Reds. We've got Brighton next Sunday. We've got Real Madrid in Kiev in 20 days. Two wins, and it will be, objectively, the greatest season in decades. So this, I guess, is the time that we hold our nerves. We have faith in the lads. Carl Cam and I will be back next week for our last Premier League Anfield Index podcast when we hope to be reviewing a Liverpool win over Brighton and the first of two major tasks accomplished. In the interim, try to stay calm, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there.
Social Podcast Network.